Yeah, you can't take me anyway. It's right. All right. So I'm starting it and then I'll just try to see whether or not I can tag you. How should I search for you? Ilkay Aliyeva. Which one is it? There's a lot of them. Yeah, it's last one. This one? Yes, it does. Alright, let's try. I guess your settings are set on private. It, um, it, it didn't tag you. Well, whatever. It's okay. Yeah. All right. So another user asks me why my microphone is bigger than yours. Well, trucks is when you trees. No, I got sucker. It's like a shit. We ordinalize microphones to express on paper. No, I got sucker. All right. First things first, I usually ask people the same question. What brings you to Latvia? What are your impressions so far? Mm, so I'm studying in Tallinn and I was just checking which countries I, sh I can visit. Like uh, it is summer break, so it's like traveling, good opportunity for traveling. So Riga is a close one. Also like Riga is not very big country, so not very big city. So you can travel like during two days, three days. And you can get to know um, about city, so I think it's a good choice. And it's my second day today, but yesterday it was like I really surprised actually. Like it's really nice country. People are so nice. Even like um, when I was asking something from like people, they were like, "Okay, oh, yeah, you should do like that." Like this. they were so like. They were kind. Um, I I really liked. I enjoyed like my day in Riga, and we will see it. Did you have any expectations? Uh, no, actually, because it is like cold countries. You always actually expect them to be a bit colder, but they are not actually. They are really um, kind people, and like open to talk. I guess partly it's because we are used to tourists, at least Probably, at least yeah. in Riga. Probably, like um, even some um, cold countries, you always like yeah, you expect them to be actually a bit colder. I don't know, maybe it is because you always think that oh, it is like cold country. People also might be a bit colder, but like in Riga, it is not like that. Mm -hmm. So the user trucks is one, two, three, writes cheap food. I don't know. Is the, che is, is Actually, the food cheap? I don't think so, because in Estonia, uh, it's like, I think it was a bit cheaper. Mm. Maybe because I checked the market here and I just like, I was looking at the prices and I thought uh, in Estonia, it's 
a bit cheaper than this. But like I mean market, I don't go to like, I don't mean restaurant or this stuff. I just check the market and like Estonia is like almost same. So mm-hmm. I can't say it is cheaper. How How is it in Azerbaijan? Actually, Azerbaijan is like, even so it is like Caucasian country, it's almost same as Estonia. It's not very cheap or expensive. Actually, uh, I also heard that it is one of the most expensive countries, like Azerbaijan. It's like, we are not very cheap, actually. Well, Azerbaijan is, is uh, oil rich, right? Yeah, but it you should You should be very rich people. We are not, unfortunately. Your president <laughs> is. Right? Maybe, yeah, but like, um, because like food is not very cheap, like, uh, you, the bills you pay, I mean, the, like, everything you pay, like, when it's all included, uh, it doesn't make life cheaper, it's a bit expensive life. Mm-hmm. But like, in, in your house, if everybody's working, you can be fine. But just like everybody needs to work. So what's the situation in Azerbaijan currently? Or how long have you been outside Azerbaijan? I've been outside for like maybe a bit more than three years. Oh. But I go to visit my family because they still live there. But like situation is... I can't say it is bad or good. It is like natural. People are living their life, but it's not like very easy life. Also, like they just like living how it is. But what uh, wasn't Azerbaijan involved in some type of conflict with uh, Armenia? Was it Armenia? Yeah, it's Azerbaijan. Yeah. Yeah. But like it is almost I can say over now. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, there was a conflict because, like, during this 1991 times, 1990s, after so it collapsed, Armenia occupied some of part of Azerbaijan, and they were keeping this for, like, 13 years. Mm. But recently, like, two, three years ago, uh, we took this land back. So, like, um, now it is, like, before how it was before 1991. So the conflict is almost over. There are like peacekeepers and like um, this kind of peacekeepers from Russia and this stuff. But like Azerbaijan is fixing, Azerbaijan government fixing this lands because like uh, they're building new homes, like everything. So mm-hmm. like Azerbaijan people who used to live there, but when Armenia occupied, they had to run away. So like they were living somewhere else. But now um, like government is... Um, making these places so like people who used to live there can move back to their places. Their what's, what's so special about that place? Why, why were they fighting about that territory? It actually, it's not like we are fighting. If you check on the Google map, like um, how it was before 19th, it was just like this part of Azerbaijan, but they occupied. So but like... W- why? What's I don't point? know, like it is... I, I just know that there are like gold so much gold but um, gold yeah i heard like they're gold all right fair enough and they were selling this gold it is like what i know but i don't know if there are more other things Mm. i heard like there are gold but like so it was like um diplomatic things going on like talking stage okay like without war you should give it back 
but like they were not doing they were like no like we will not do this they were still keeping so like we had to do this move but uh, what's the ethnicity because yeah, if i don't know anything about that region so i would assume that azerbaijanis and armenians are actually very similar like latvians and lithuanians no it's not really yeah so like before 1919 uh it's like before they occupied azerbaijan they were like mixed mostly azerbaijani people but there are some also armenians they were living together just like neighbors but uh, after they occupied there were only armenians all they like all the azerbaijan people who were survived from the like occupation they had to run away from other cities mm-hmm. So like it was only Armenians during this 30 years, but like now we took it back. Uh, I think they all moved back to Armenia, but I think there are still few Armenians living. But uh, Azerbaijan government said that you used to live here. If you want to stay, you can stay, but you need to accept Azerbaijan citizenship. So also like about nationality, uh, Armenia is like completely different nationality Azerbaijani people mostly they come from uh, Turkish origin like uh, I don't know if you know about like Kazakhstan Turkmenistan Turkey they all are come from same origin it's, it's just like different priests wait, wait a second Kazakh you may, did you mention yeah, Kazakh like no but come on Kazakhstan people are pretty different from Turkish people no, I mean it comes from same origin, like historically. But then Genghis Khan. I mean no, like you can uh, actually check it. Turkmenistan people, Uzbekistan people, not Tajikistan. It okay. is more closely to Iran people, but like others, uh, uh, Central Asian, not also Mongolistan. It is just like few countries in Asia, hmm. like Kazakhstan, Turkmenistan, Uzbekistan. Kyrgyzstan. What what's with the Stan? Why why all those stans? I don't know. I'm not from this country. Because I don't know. I don't understand how how that part of the world likes the ending for for the country to end with Stan. Everything uh, Stan. Afghanistan, probably, Kazakhstan, Turkmenistan. It means I think probably like land of Kazakh, maybe land of Turkmen. Oh, so it would be them. some type of meaning with maybe, that ending. Yeah, probably. All right. So like yeah, it's like actually Azerbaijan people more. It is more likely this, but we have like diversity in Azerbaijan. Actually, we have other nationalities, but mostly it is like Turkish origin. So it is more likely to close, I can say, Turkey and this like Central Asian countries, but not Armenia. Also like there are Georgia, Armenia, Azerbaijan. We are like neighbors, but we are different nationalities. We are not the same nationality. But when you see. Uh, an Armenian, would you be able to tell that he's not uh, Azerbaijan? Is it they so, is it so the, different? Would, yeah. I, would, would I be able to differentiate between... Uh, you mean when you look at it? Yeah, yeah, just, just... If you would take somebody from Armenia, put them next to you, would I be I mean, able to tell that, oh, no, you are definitely from another country than... Yeah, I mean, like, who you can tell that you are from Latvia? Well, I if you would say. put somebody from Congo next to I mean, me, it's, you would it definitely be, say that you are you not from the same from country. If you put someone from Congo to Azerbaijan, you can also say difference. Yeah. But they all are Asian, like Central Asia, you can also say a bit difference. But 
from like this side, even in Europe, you can't say the difference. Yeah, that's what I mean. If yeah. I would put somebody from Lithuania, you wouldn't be able to tell yeah, me. Yeah, like tell it's the same as Azerbaijan and Armenia. You can't oh, see, so you so then you are the, basically the same. Yeah, like I, I can. I don't think that we can say difference. Like you, how you can say it? They people all look same. So shouldn't so shouldn't actually Azerbaijan and Armenia be one country? Wouldn't Why? that be better? Why? Because you are basically relatives. Because no, we, we, we with Lithuania, we, we are basically relatives. Are you relative with like someone from Denmark? Because from Denmark, maybe. But maybe from a long historic perspective. But uh, now, Lithuania, Estonia a little bit. You could say that we but are pretty... But it is pretty... not the case with Azerbaijan Armenia. So like it is completely different nationality. Not even close at all. Do you, but do you mean even the traditions are different? The culture is different? Because I would expect the food is the best uh, is the same. Not same, like but because uh, like so many years we used to be like good neighbors before. Like we have even with Iran, we have like similarities with food, like with uh, culture. But it is not the case because you live in the same neighborhood and it's like. You can't just like, okay, I'm not taking anything from this. So people go to each other, visit each other, like it mm -hmm. just happens automatically. And families live in both countries probably, right? Um, in Iran, it is right, but not Armenia. You mean no Azerbaijanis live in Armenia? In Armenia, no. Really? Yeah, of course. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. Because we are not in bad conditions. Well, but well, look at uh, for instance Russia and Ukraine. You could say they are in bad relations nowadays. Yeah. But people like normal people, they have more family in Ukraine. They have business in Ukraine, work in Ukraine. Normal everyday people in Ukraine and Russia, they actually go both ways. Yeah, because like it happened uh, this year, and before this year, everything was all right. So they can they had chance to everything mm -hmm. but in azerbaijan armenia because it is happening in like 30 years so they there are not azerbaijan people they like all have to run away from armenia who used to live there mm -hmm. because they were facing this pressure how you can live somewhere if you are like people try to kill you you can't live there you have to leave how was it in the soviet union in soviet union you can't fight actually because um, in Soviets, they had this like brothers thing that all countries are we are all brothers, we don't fight anything mm -hmm. because they were controlling it. And like Azerbaijan people, like they never had intention actually to fight or something. Like in the like also in history, you would see that like it's always uh, those like brothers, okay, like helping each other. It was all the same actually. Like, it happened when Soviet collapsed. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, this war happened. After, like, Soviet collapsed, after just, like, some months, I think, Armenia occupied Azerbaijan. Like, uh, just, like, came to Azerbaijan and started to fight. Mm -hmm. And actually, um, because we all were part of Soviet, we supposed not to have any weapons. And in Azerbaijan, we didn't have any weapons. But the question was like, how Armenia had weapons to occupy us? 
And when they checked the weapons which they used in Azerbaijan, it was all Russian weapons actually. It was like, so we all think that Russia supported Armenia to occupy us. Or maybe just the Soviet army left them. Yeah, but like, we didn't have it. We all were part of Soviet. Well, come on. Azerbaijan and the Soviet uh, Union probably had some type of military unit and military bases. Yeah, but they, Soviet military bases, they all left. And didn't leave any weapons? No, like, I mean, we had a small weapons. Yeah. But I mean, Armenians had like bigger weapons. Like tanks? Yeah, they had this. But we didn't have it. We all had oh, like well, maybe, small weapons. But, but maybe it's because uh, during the Soviet Union, isn't Armenia... Because if you look at the Soviet Union border, I think Azerbaijan wasn't on the outside, right? Because Armenia is, is outside the Soviet Union border, right? At the, at the border of Soviet Union, Yeah, right? there is Georgia between Russia and Armenia. Oh, yeah. But is something between Armenia and outside of the Soviet Union? You know what I mean? The Soviet mm -hmm. Union has a border. Yeah, there is Soviet Union. What, there what, is Georgia. Which, which country was the last at the border? Uh, like Georgia and Russia, we have exactly the like border, mm. but Armenia comes after Georgia, so they don't have this close border. So Armenia was the end of the border. Also, uh, Azerbaijan. Even we are like close. I, th I thought Azerbaijan was a, was a little bit. Yeah, to but the north. after Azerbaijan, there is no more Soviet Union country, because after Azerbaijan, there is Iran. Iran oh, was so, oh, so you are board bordering Iran. Yeah, we all oh, right, all right. Yeah, well, no, 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 no. Then, then you just didn't get lucky with tanks. Yeah, probably. Yeah. All right, so they invaded. Then it was a long, long uh, dispute. And now you took the territory back. So it means that at some point they will come back, right? You mean Armenians? Mm -hmm. uh, why would they come back again? Well, if they if they were there already for how much thirty years, they probably would like to get the territory back. I hope not, because it could be like war again. Why would somebody want to do war again? We all want to live in peace. Well, apparently not everybody. Ask Putin. Yeah, it's right. But like, we would like to live in peace. Yeah. We don't want any war, actually. Yeah, yeah. I had a question about whether or not I'm stereotyping correctly, because I don't know much or basically anything about that region, but when I hear about that region, I always think of pilaf, about pilafs, pilaf. Yeah, we have good pilaf, it is tasty. I mean, it is similar that we actually, in that region, also in Central Asia, we all have this kind of things like pilav. In Azerbaijan, we call ash. So it's kind of they all have their traditional way. Mm -hmm. In Azerbaijan, it's also like we have also have our traditional way. Mm -hmm. So like uh, it's not very similar to Turkish one. It's actually our pilav is more similar to like the Central Asia pilavs. 
it's more like that style i can say mm-hmm. maybe also iran style it's a bit similar have you been to iran no i haven't been is it possible to go yeah it's possible you can travel to iran because you know iran is almost like an enemy to the european mm-hmm. union to america yeah mm, that i just heard that if you go to iran you can't visit um, usa or israel maybe both israel probably for sure yeah because they are even more enemies than european union and america mm. so because they put this stamp on your passport mm. and when you go to israel they're gonna check it and they will see that you have been in iran and it will be problem for you mm-hmm. and also if you visit to israel then you go to iran you can't actually enter the iran also it it will be safe yeah that's that sounds about possible yeah So would you say that uh, the future is positive, optimistic about the future in that I mean, region? Like right now when you look at this Putin, yeah. you don't think that it could be like it doesn't really look But also but it's... also about inflation, about you know the economy. Actually it doesn't really look bright, but because like everything is getting more expensive and expensive But I hope it will be okay after some time because I just think that right now it is because of the situation, everything getting this way. But like, I just hope that it's okay. We can uh, live with this way for some time. Just like, let's hope that Ukraine will be okay. Um, after, I think when it is over, maybe everything will be the same or maybe like it will be okay maybe. But even in Estonia, I was just like checking the prices and I realized that, yeah, everything is getting more expensive and expensive. Yeah, well, America, European Union for sure. I just don't know how it is outside. Yeah, in, in Azerbaijan also everything is getting more expensive. But Azerbaijan has basically like a self-sufficient energy system, right? You don't need to buy any energy from outside, right? But still, it's not about just energy. It's like living life is expensive in Azerbaijan. But it shouldn't be. Azerbaijan should be actually really, really in a good situation if they if they can uh, use their own energy sources. Yeah, but I also think that because oil is not something um, comes like itself. One day it's supposed to finish. And probably it's almost finished, I think so, because like it's been so many years they like uh, they sold, they like did everything, so maybe like during these years it will be finished, it will be done, so they should focus on something else, maybe like attract more tourists so they can uh, earn a bit more, maybe they don't focus on something else they just focus on oil that's why the country is still not like very well they just focus on oil mm-hmm. so if they focus on some like maybe touristic things maybe some other things technology maybe they can focus on they don't focus on these things so like it could be better I think, I think Azerbaijan was involved in uh, some of the corruption scandals in the European Union 
that they paid yeah. some European Parliament uh, members some I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of euros for mm. certain services, and then they found out that they got paid by Azerbaijan. I mean, it is possible. It yeah, because uh, I think there was some type of resolution that they wanted to pass in the European Union. Nazarbayev wanted to block it, <clears throat> so so basically they paid up some politicians to blo- to veto. Mm. I didn't hear about it, but like I don't know. I should check the news maybe about this. Well, I heard it about uh, it in on on German television, so I, I don't know how how much. Uh, other nations are talking about it because it was German politicians who got mm. uh, found out that they had received mm. uh, several hundred thousands of euros from Azerbaijan, mm. and they had voted against the the res- I think it was a re- resolution or something against Azerbaijan, and Azerbaijan paid them to block it. I didn't. Know it makes that. sense. Mm. I mean, if it if it really was that, yeah, makes sense. So, would you say that uh, Azerbaijan? Now is similar to the well, at least the Estonian situation: high inflation, a little bit uh, economic crisis. Maybe, like, it is possible, but I don't really follow this kind of like political activities or things in Azerbaijan, also in Estonia. But for me, Estonia seems much more like nicer. I don't know. Mm. Because um, I don't feel like there are some political activities, like any um, fighting or something. Mm-hmm. Like also, I don't really feel like economy is getting bad. Maybe it's just like prices getting increased a bit in this situation. But when I first moved to Estonia, it wasn't like that. I even thought that, oh, it's like this country is really cheap. It's not very expensive country. In Azerbaijan, I just don't like how expensive things are. That's like something I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Because like life is expensive, but um, it shouldn't be like, as you said, if we focus on like more improvement so we can like we can do better we just like maybe a bit lazy actually like yeah we can do better i don't know if if people i don't know i don't know if it's related to laziness but no i'm not talking about people like people are doing their best like Mm -hmm. they're always working i mean they're like government they can do better job to like improve life but is azerbaijan not some type of autocratic style government because i think the president is almost like the ruler of the whole country isn't it um, yeah it is like he's the ruler of whole country uh but actually so it means he gets rich his family gets rich his best friends get rich but that's um, it but actually theoretically uh, every year there's election and people uh, like elect them. Yeah, sure. So, Theoretically, yeah. Russia has elections. Belarus has yeah, elections. Yeah, so you can't prove it that like something is wrong or how it's. It no, I don't know. Like, I don't know if they tried. I remember reading about Kazakhstan that they actually pretty much proved yeah. that that uh, how how was people it? Not, were not protesting. Yeah, yeah, Nur Sultan Nazarbayev, or how was that president called? 
that he was ruling Kazakhstan for I don't know twenty or how much years, mm-hmm. and that the uh, international observers pretty much showed that yeah, it's it's just a sham. Everything, everything with the, with the elections is just a sham for the current president to just get reelected and so extend they, its power. They should do it in Azerbaijan as well, then like. But don't you think it's more uh, traditional that way? I think uh, in 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 the east it's, it's it's well actually everywhere, but in the east especially, I think there's always been the tradition of having a, a strong leader. Because it's it's except India, mm-hmm. except India, but other countries have always had some type of either king, emperor, some type of you know you pyramid. Mean maybe people are just used to this. Yeah, yeah. That's possible also, like because in Azerbaijan, um, like it's been how many years, but like people are just living their lives. They they are not like. I can say much protesting or something. Mm-hmm. So maybe people are just like, okay, that's okay. I can live with it. They just live with this way. Mm-hmm. They don't wanna. They don't like changing something. Maybe. What do you study in Estonia? Uh, I'm studying international law. What? Law. Law. So would you like to be working afterwards in the Euro- European Union or in Azerbaijan? Actually, I wanna do my masters and PhD. After I'm done with my studying, I'm I wanna work in Azerbaijan. Like, I can create uh, like maybe um, my work or like I can work maybe with international organizations to improve Azerbaijan. So at least I can do something. How did you decide to study uh, law? Uh, what? How did you decide to study law, um, and how did you choose to study? In Estonia, actually, studying law was my like childhood dream. But really? yeah, but when I was eighteen, we go to national exam, so I couldn't get enough grades from that national exam. Then I had to choose something else. I studied actually literature for four years, but then I was like, I don't feel happy with it. Even so, like okay, I'm studying well. I can even find a work easily with this um, like profession, but I didn't feel like it is right for me. So I just. You mean what? What? What was the profession? Literature, teacher. Ah, teacher. Okay. So like uh, I thought that okay, I I should change it. Then I checked the universities actually, not specially country. I checked the, my uh, current university I'm studying in Tallinn. I really like it. And then I applied, like, um, I get accepted. Then, like, COVID started this stuff. After it it was done, like, you can go to Estonia. Then I moved to Estonia to study international law. Mm-hmm. Then I liked, actually. Like, I didn't even check a lot the country, but I still like it. It was, like, it was nice impression. But you were ready to go also to Spain or Germany? I've been only in Finland. Stockholm and Italy and like then Riga. I haven't been in Spain. No, no. I mean, when you chose to study in the mm-hmm. EU, you were ready to go not just to Estonia. You would be ready to go wherever. Yeah, but like I don't know. I Estonia I don't just really... happened yeah, to, to be possible. Yeah, yeah. I didn't choose specially Estonia. Like mm-hmm. I just like liked the universe and applied. Mm-hmm. It was like. Mm, in Europe, 
I think um, Estonia was a good choice for studying law because they have been always uh, good about this international laws and stuff. Also, Germany could be like also good, but also Germany is more universities is also like life. Everything is more expensive than Estonia. But I already knew that Estonia is cheaper country, so like mm-hmm. it is a good choice for me. Yeah, yeah, but there's the risk of you just getting accustomed to Estonia that you w- won't go back to Azerbaijan. It's actually, you will become Estonian. It, no, actually it doesn't matter where I am. I'm always thinking that I'm studying my bachelor, my master and PhD, then I'm going which back is, to Azerbaijan. Which is around 10 years. Not 10 years. It's probably 10 years. No, two years. Uh, after two years, I will be done with my bachelor. Then at then least two more years. Two years masters. And then four to five years. Like almost like seven, eight years PhD. Uh, eight years at best. <laughs> okay, let's say eight at years. At best. But like, um, it's okay. I can't even. I don't want to speak be Estonian. PhD. You will be Estonian. But I don't say that I will study all of them in Estonia. I want to do my master somewhere else. Oh, I thought you meant that you were studying all only in Estonia. No, no. Um, actually, I want to discover like another country, another mm-hmm. life. So that's why I wanna I wanna learn new experience. I already know Estonia, so I would be really happy if I know something else. So that's why actually I wanna get new experience but don't you think that nowadays if you have the phone you have internet there's no real new things to discover i mean Mostly for me it is not pretty much similar i don't think if i'm checking something on phone it doesn't mean that i know this experience i i am more like if i leave this hmm. i feel better i'm like more this person that other than being on phone or like computer or social media th- things, I would like to learn it like with living in like with real life. I feel like but it makes only, me happy. I think the only difference between Azerbaijan, the real major difference between Azerbaijan and Estonia would be that Estonia should have more saunas than Sauna. Azerbaijan. Yeah. In Azerbaijan, we don't really like sauna. Yeah, that's what I mean. But uh, I think in Estonia, they have pretty much yeah, a lot have, of saunas. I wish they had more sun, just like sunlight. Oh, well, it's the north. <laughs> yeah, I just do? miss sunlight sometimes. Also, See? yeah, but like, yeah, it makes me happy if I experience this. So I'm still happy that I moved to Estonia. Like, it doesn't change at all why I did I move here or something. No, I'm still happy that I'm experiencing something new. Mm-hmm. Before Estonia, actually, I used to live in Turkey for two years. And it was also something different for me. I actually also liked... Even so, like, people are really close. We have many, like, difference between Azerbaijan and Turkey. So... They are darker. Darker? Because yeah, sunlight. People. Yeah, yeah, maybe, but not all parts of Turkey have this much sunlight. Really? Yeah. You only see, like, these vacation places. They are full of sun. They are really mm. warm places. But also, like, but north of Turkey, they are actually a bit cold places. Mm. So they are not darker. They are even, like, lighter. Okay. But you don't go to colder places when you go. I mean, they have right? good 
nature. If you like nature, why you shouldn't visit it? Azerbaijan has also a lot of na- nature, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like mountains, rivers. Because I've heard of uh, hikers going to Azerbaijan specifically. Mm-hmm. Because of like maybe um, like forest, mountains, it's all together. It makes it beautiful. But in Turkey is like also good place for hikers. Mm-hmm. I think in Turkey they have more diversity. Like even like this north, like east, west, south, all sides. They all have their like differences. Yeah, it's a big country. Yes, yeah. that makes it actually more interesting for me at least. I like it. North is more like nature style. South is more like vacation style. And like even um, east, west with English, you say. Mm. This side is more like even historical side. Like they have many... Uh, antique cities, like lots of historical places. I I enjoyed actually when I was there visiting them. It was really nice. Would you go to America as well? I wanna travel also there. Like I wanna, I wanna but see it, but as it much means, as means But it means you won't be living in our, uh, Azerbaijan. Because usually the people who like to travel like you and study abroad, they don't come back. I mean, after they maybe will come for a visit, you know, on holidays they uh, come, but yeah, they usually stay abo- no, abroad. Why not? When I'm done with my education, okay, I moved to Azerbaijan. I am no, working. No, when, no, no, you will see it, okay. But <laughs> when I'm working, I will have vacations. I will have weekends. I will have this kind of days, so I, I can still travel. But you have to work for like living. You you need this. No, no. You can actually find a rich husband. No. Then you then you can travel all day long. No, I am not planning to do this. Why not? It's a pretty good strategy, if you ask me. Get somebody who is willing to just pay for everything, and yeah. I don't feel free then. I need to feel my freedom. Like, my freedom is the most important thing. Well, you you would be free to spend his money. No, but, like, somebody's controlling you. Okay, you want to go there, somebody will tell you that, no, you should... But now you, yeah, but now you still have some type of uh, considerations. How much does it cost? How much, so you are controlled. But it's up to me. Nobody's controlling me. Yeah, but it's the same. No, it's not the same. When somebody's giving you money, they have right to control you. But now, if they want, they can do it. But now nobody's giving you money. My dad, but he's not See? controlling me. But that would be the same with the husband. He's not controlling you, he's just giving you money. No, actually, I don't think that. Because my dad, he doesn't know more, more like about traveling. Mm. He just like gives me this monthly money, but mm. he doesn't. he's not involving it. Yeah, that could That's be it. that could be the same with the husband. No, husband will want to travel with you. No, you say no. I don't like to travel with you. Then Just give me money. And he's gonna ask why we married. Honey, give me money. No, I'll like travel. he's gonna ask. Then why we married if we're not together? Oh, just for several reasons. People get married for for lots of reasons. Then why he would give me money? You ask him, not me. No. I don't like it. It's not like the case. If you find someone, maybe like you say, okay, not involving, just giving money and staying outside. I don't think it is possible. But let's say if there is somebody like this, okay, yeah. but how am I going to find this person? Um, it's okay. Like, I want to feel my freedom. I want to be independent. Like, okay, I will get money from my dad. It's okay. 
Like I'm happy with the situation. Mm-hmm. I, even I think after some time I can also earn my money also. Like I wouldn't also need my dad. It's just because I feel bad to spend his money. I'm like I'm 25 years old, but I'm still spending his money. So that's just no. Uh, you're studying, but, but still, like I should earn my money. Well, but maybe you can get a part-time job. I don't know what's the situation in Estonia, but uh, yeah, many times students when they are studying, they also have a part-time job somewhere as an apprentice in a law firm or something like that. Mm, I just didn't have time for this. Like I was busy. All the studying and like student clubs and universities stuff, so I didn't have actually time for looking for a part-time job or something. Mm-hmm. So I was like, mm, maybe next year, like when I'm studying my second, third year, I will have more time, then I can do this kind of jobs. Also, like, but uh, when I'm studying my second year. After not first semester but second semester, I can also apply for internship as a, like in the law office or something. Why? Mm, I mean, why not? No, I'm, I'm, I'm asking why wouldn't you be able? You could. Yeah, but yeah. can't do before this because they don't accept it. Well, yeah, it depends on the mm. circumstances. Sure. Mm. They say that okay, you should apply when you are in second year or something. And they also pay some salary, so like it could be enough for me. Would you be able to go to the Azerbaijani embassy in Estonia and tell them to give give you some type of job in Estonia mm. because you are Azerbaijani? I can do it. Would you try it? Mm, I can try, but not right now. Because you could be an Azerbaijani spy, an agent. <laughs> no, but they can give me job. I think if they have it internship or something but it's i'm just like first year student why they would do this i need to be second year or something so they can give me some kind of job because You're, right now i don't yeah know. you are talking about specifically a law uh, task but maybe they would have some type of other tasks you could do just because you are azerbaijani in estonia there's like so many azerbaijan people living there really yeah why i don't know they moved They are studying like students. People are working, so why would they choose me? Like there are so many people. Because you are special. Why? Nobody's special. Everybody's same. Do you really think that? We all have like differences. Of course, we're not same. I'm kidding, but like I don't think somebody's special and somebody's not. Like we all are special, or like. It's not like just somebody. Someone is special. So, special. so that's the reason why you don't think you deserve a job. I mean, I don't think that I don't deserve it, but I'm. They can find also like who is better at this position could be better. How do you know? I mean, like there are really lots of Azerbaijan people. Yeah, so it's a lot really. You go to market, you hear someone talking Azerbaijan language. So what are they doing? Selling something in the market? No, they are like customers. Oh, so they are just regular living. Yeah, maybe they are students. The maybe they are working. Mm-hmm. Like well, it, to me, it seems strange. Why would Estonia have a lot of Azerbaijanis? What's the relation? 
I don't know, maybe during a, also Soviet Union, Azerbaijan, some Azerbaijan people also moved there mm. and they kept living there. Okay. But nowadays, many students go to Estonia, not just Azerbaijan students actually, like other countries from like Ukraine, Poland. Um, yeah, the education um, system should be pretty good there. Yeah, because of education, probably it's like it's not very expensive. It's good. Um, life is like not very complicated. Getting visa is not very difficult if you're a student. Uh, maybe that's why they choose to move Estonia. Mm-hmm. Would you go to China as well? I would like to travel also. Um, maybe. Do hitchhiking or maybe live a bit there. It looks like there are many things to explore. I mean, like, I could be real happy if I travel there. Mm-hmm. I'm planning actually one day to travel there. Like, not this year, maybe after two or three years. I still think you just need to find somebody who just finances your travels and do that full time. I can you do can better. you can do a video blog, have t- have some type of uh, influencer status. I mean, yeah, I can try actually. Um, right now, I am thinking about like okay, Instagram blog because I like taking photos, and I don't like taking video because when I take video, I don't know how to talk. Like I am bad at these things. But I like taking photo, and also maybe uh, because people would like to hear some experience. Maybe I can do something like podcast on YouTube, but like still I'm like only doing Instagram stuff, like photo and like I share something. Mm-hmm. Mm, but like with this way, you can earn money actually, and you can just like mm, afford traveling better. You can just do it. See. When you have a country like Azerbaijan, which is an oil-rich country, you could actually probably try to just make it almost like an official blog for the Azerbaijani government in a way, right? So they become your sponsors and you just mm-hmm. you just basically promote Azerbaijan on, on your blog in a way. Mm, but how it works if I'm traveling somewhere else, not in Azerbaijan? Feels like an ambassador. You're like an like an uh, blogger ambassador to your country, and then they just sponsor. Because in Latvia, we and I've I've heard that of several countries, they like to do some projects, and then they hire basically hire people who will go abroad, and then they pay for their travels, pay their for their fuel, whatever they need, and it's just basically for publicity for the particular country. Mm. Now nowadays, heard. for instance. Recently, I had some uh, two Norwegians. They are traveling with a small mini car from Norway to, I don't remember, maybe Spain. I don't remember. Basically, somewhere south. And then they want to come back. And they are filming it. And before they uh, started their travel, they arranged with a TV production company in Norway that they will uh, take the material that they filmed and maybe make it into a like a, like a series on, on Norwegi- Norwegian television. I've never heard something like that in Azerbaijan, but maybe I can suggest or I can look for this. It's actually a good idea. Yeah, and then you, what's the what's the situation with Azerbaijani 
like relationships and also relatives is there a strong like family culture meaning that you have i don't know how many hundreds of cousins and and nephews and other other families big in azerbaijan i can say it depends on family mm. it's not like case for all families no no stereotype of that yes. right mm. but like is there also some people who have like strong connection with their relatives but also some people who doesn't have for yeah. me we don't really have that strong connection my family also i just like my mom my dad like this or i also know like my cousins but it doesn't mean that we are like strong connection but i know some people even some of my friends they have that strong connection with their old old relatives mm-hmm. but it's actually depends on family it's not like everybody have this tradition in azerbaijan it's not like that actually What's the by the way what's the official or the dominant religion? We don't have official religion actually but most of people they are muslim but we have And is Armenia also mostly muslim? No they are christian. Ah see. Uh we have also christian people like uh, we have many churches for them like um, I think we have also few other religions but they are not that much so like uh Muslim people comes first then Christian people then maybe other religions also. Mm-hmm. If you go to Baku you can see like some churches they have the orthodox style because like uh most Christians in Azerbaijan they are orthodox. But there are also some people who are not orthodox like different Christian community. I'm not sure about the like how do you say that. But yeah, we have like this diversity. It's like not everybody's Muslim. But mostly, yeah, mostly they are Muslim. Are there any conflicts because of the religion? No, it never happened actually. In Azerbaijan, there are never conflicts because of religion. They just keep always like very um, peace like there are not between christian or muslim i've never heard of any like fight or something actually it never happened mm-hmm. it's really nice actually do people get uh, scared of uh, other religions or maybe well do azerbaijanis consider russia a friend nowadays or more like a and a threat you mean russian people no no, no the russian state Because look, for instance, in the Baltics, people, once once they moved in into the Ukrainian territory, mm-hmm. the Baltics started to talking about we need more defense systems, we need uh, to protect from Russia. Yeah, it's possible that people are a bit um, thinking with that way. Mm-hmm. Also, like yeah, it's possible because like we are just next to Russia. It's like same as Ukraine, and what happened to Ukraine? Maybe like people are afraid of, afraid that. It might happen us, yeah, that's possible. But we have like, um, I don't know how many thousand people, like Russian people living in Azerbaijan. Like, is, there are no problem between them. Everything is okay, like between these Russians and Azerbaijan people. So maybe it's just like. What language do they speak? 
they they can speak Azerbaijan language, but they still speak Russian because in Azerbaijan, um, like maybe seventy percent or eighty percent people, maybe the seventy let's say, can they are able to speak Russian a bit or at least they can have conversation. So these Russian people they don't really face any struggling with language. Mm-hmm. Um, if somebody's not speaking Russian. They also speak Azerbaijan, but if people in front of them they are speaking, they can speak Russian. They prefer to speak Russian, but they learn how to speak Azerbaijan when they go to school. How many millions of Azerbaijanis live in Azerbaijan? Um, officially, we are ten million people. That's a lot, right? Yeah, it's fine. Because in Latvia, we are one and a half million. Yeah. And I don't know how many in Estonia. One million. Million, yeah. 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 And in Estonia, do you speak mostly English? Yeah, I only speak English. I know how to speak Russian just a bit. Uh, when I go to market, sometimes I ask something, and they don't know how to speak English. They say no English, and I say with Russian, and they understand me, mm-hmm. and they help me with like what am I looking for. But except this, I only speak English like everywhere, and people, they all speak English well, actually. Yeah, in Estonia, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, that, that is the case. So anyway, do you have any other interests other than traveling? Do you watch some type of movies, play some type of musical instrument? Mm, no, that's actually so bad that I can't play any instrument. Even I went to uh, learn piano two months when I was 22 years old or something. Mm-hmm. But then COVID starts and everything like shut down. Then I couldn't go to course to learn. Mm-hmm. Then, like, I like actually listening to music and reading books. But, like, when I have time, I think... Um, I just, like, prefer to explore something, like, to learn something new... Even when I read book, I like to read uh, which books I can learn something. Like it's not like just terminology or I'm learning this. What that means? What that means? No. Even you're reading a novel about someone's life, you still get that experience. Like oh, they lived with this way. They did with thinking with this way. So everything is just like. Um, practice i guess experience would you say that you are thinking more than your average uh, peers meaning that uh, an average azerbaijani girl and like your age in azerbaijan is she also thinking so much as you i can say it's like everybody or like no they are not uh, thinking with this way. Maybe there are some people also thinking with the same way with me, but there are some people who doesn't think. But, like, it's okay because, like, people are different. Maybe they're interested in something else, which I'm, I don't have any idea, but, like, I'm interested in this. But in Azerbaijan, generally, people actually get mature a bit faster, maybe, compared to other countries, I don't know, and not compared to that territory, compared to maybe this territory, because then even we are kids, we already have problems. We are facing the problems, so like... What you do you need, mean? I mean, like, um, 
this life problems you go to outside okay like somebody's fighting you see like police or maybe like you go to school Azerbaijanis like to fight no i mean mm, it's not like very quiet place i mean it's just example fighting but small problems you see everywhere you go to school there's a problem with teacher you go to university like there's always other problems Okay, so even you are a little kid... But you mean between people, right? You don't um, mean between administration and no, students? No, I mean a bit... Um, it's a bit, I don't know, unmotivated, a bit depressed, so like people... Like well, almost all the former Soviet Union countries. Yeah, it's about actually Soviet Union. That's what I mean, that people get more mature at this territory, this territories. So like even you're a kid you you can solve the family problems like this kind of things. But for instance if Azerbaijan is mostly Muslim it means that people are not drinking alcohol or at least shouldn't drink alcohol, right? Um, but it's not like we are not very people who are Muslim yeah. they are not very strong. Okay, there are really? some there are some strict okay uh, strict Muslims. They don't drink, they don't do anything. Mm -hmm. But also other people who call them Muslim, but they are still sometimes drink, they do Damn. this kind of things. Yeah. But like, I, I wouldn't say all Muslims, of course. There are also some strict Well, Muslims. then they are not Muslim. Right? But it's it's, it's still, like being Muslim and eating pork. Yeah, like, you know, they don't eat pork. <laughs> they just sometimes drink. But they still say that, okay, I believe in God, so like I am Muslim. So, it's but okay, he doesn't like, watch me. Glug, 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 glug. Yeah, I've seen like them drinking. So like, mm -hmm. it's the decision. I wouldn't say anything, but um, yeah, they drink sometimes. So like, yeah. So that's one of the problems. People in the former Soviet Union are drinking. Mm. Life is depressing. Yeah, life is depressing. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Maybe that's why. So, like, people get mature a bit fast, I can say. The way they are thinking, it's, it's not all of all people, but, like, most of them, I can say. Well, I guess that's the one uh, real problem. How do you save people from becoming depressed or cynical? And, yeah, I guess you are, you are the answer. You just, you just go outside. You see how other people live. Yeah, but I think it's just because of this lifestyle. You're earning money, but still it is not enough to live good life. Then you get depressed and like problems start. You feel aggression, you feel like depressed. Everything starts with this. But if you have normal salary and you can afford to live like good life, I'm, I don't mean this luxury. I'm just meaning like this normal life. But how and many are how many Azerbaijanis have a normal salary, normal life? But salaries is not very good. Yeah, that's why like people are depressed. I I totally understand them. So like if you have this kind of things and problems are normal you can like see every problems mm -hmm. but for example countries like maybe sweden norway they have less problems because they have good salary which can afford the life they live there so 
like Finland, one of the happiest people officially, like all Scandinavians, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. But what I used, what I have seen is that the people who are coming from former Soviet Union countries, including Latvia, they are not ready to change their thinking to be more like Scandinavian people. They don't. They don't like the way Scandinavian people view the world. In many th- in many things, they think they are naive, and just like little children. Maybe because they think they are too optimistic. Uh, that as well, yeah. Mm. It's just like maybe because they used to the Soviet actually made Homo Sovieticus, yes. Yeah, that's, made them that's like the diagnosis. So yeah, they made them so depressed. <laughs> like even my family, like all the people who used to live in Soviet times. They always think that, oh, things are always this way, it's not going to change, it's not going to improve. They always think it's this way. But actually, young people, they have more, like, different thoughts that life can be better, like, life can, life can change. It's a lie. It won't change. It's a lie. Did you also it, you, just, you just believe the Instagram for lies. You also talk like Soviet people. Hmm? You also talking like Soviet people. I just know how they view many things. I've seen I've seen it plenty of times, not just in Latvia, but from several former Soviet Union countries. It's really a, a common mentality, and I've read uh, plenty of books about the past, give or take two hundred years, for for this territory, meaning the former Soviet Union. It was the same for 200 years at least. So basically, as soon as people started to write something down, the culture, the mentality has been this way as you know it, right? So it it would be a little bit too optimistic to think that the past hundreds of years, it was pretty similar. And now in 20 years, it'll change. Probably probably if it's going going to change only after Putin is dead. Only after all those former former rulers are dead, right? But that takes at least a hundred years. But, but when I look at the young generation in Azerbaijan, I can already see that there are some changings. People so, in the seventies used to talk that way in the Soviet Union. People in the eighties used to talk that way in the Soviet Union. People in the nineties, especially, talked that in the now independent republics of the former Soviet Union. People in the 2000s talk that way. Now, with the new generations, totally, and now it's still 2022. There are still stupid wars going on. There are stupid governments uh, restricting the freedoms of their citizens. There's uh, government uh, control in the media, in different businesses all over the world. And yeah, you have certain freedoms, Right, but then again, you had I had recently one uh, dude who is basically Italian, but he was born in Russia, and he said uh, he has some friends in uh, Belarus, and they are living now in Lithuania. And the reason why they emigrated to Lithuania was because they were living in Belarus, and they were texting on Telegram, and they got arrested because they were t- texting on Telegram that they don't like the Lukashenko regime, and they got arrested. Yeah. So, what's the difference between the, this situation and the former KGB? Probably because they still had the option to emigrate, right? They they had time and uh, the means to actually get out of the country. Because in the Soviet Union, you probably wouldn't 
be able to leave the country. It's just that you yeah, you get arrested and that's it. No, so it gets better. Same. It's get better, right? But it's still what, sixty years? And the difference is that for instance Navalny, he wasn't shot. He was just imprisoned for fifteen years. Right? But it's a long way of him not being imprisoned at all, imprisoned at all. Of him being able to just take part in the elections and then see whether or not people choose him in the elections. Right? And he will be dead. He'll be dead before anything like that happens. That you have an opposition leader and he just participates in the election and then you just look, all right, what are the results of the election? Did he win or did he lose? Now he's just in prison. But I still hope that it can change. Yeah, well, it can change. Technically, everything's possible, right? It's yeah. just... It's just that uh, the reason why I say that you won't probably go back to Azerbaijan because I've seen it uh, several times. People getting accustomed to certain to certain lifestyles, to certain mentalities, and then you cannot go back anymore. It's just that why would I bother with this? Yeah, you still feel some connection with your home country, right? But it's not the same anymore. Once you start living in a, in a way that you let's say you have a job, you have some type of ties in the, your new home country, for instance, right, then it becomes just, yeah, you are visiting your old home country, but you are not staying anymore there. But in my case, it is not actually right, because I keep moving always. I don't stay in one place for, like, <laughs> well, many yeah, years. Well, yeah, once you are finished with your studies, then it's... Then I will not have anywhere to move. I will move to Azerbaijan. Because, like, why would I move somewhere? I'm done with my, like, okay, PhD. I don't have any connection with the country I'm studying. But I have connection with my country. I will move to my country. You're almost too optimistic with that PhD thing. It does it, it it does take a lot more than than just finish. Like, it's not comparable to finishing the bachelor's or the master's. No, but I would have plans what I want to do there, like everything in my head. That's the reason. That's, that's good. That's good. It's just that, yeah, give six years from now on and try to figure out what the next COVID will be or try to figure out what the next Ukrainian crisis will be. Try to figure out what the next president of the United States will be. Try to figure it out. You can. Let's be optimistic and don't think about war. <laughs> What's what are there any funny stereotypes about Azerbaijanis? I should know. Stereotypes? Yeah. Mm. I don't know, people say Azerbaijan people are shy, quiet, but I also think that it is I relate with this like Soviet type of things because basically you are not allowed to talk from like all the Soviet former Soviet Union countries, other people call they are shy or quiet, but they all are, I think they all are just same, like, they don't really open up very fast, like, they need some time to open up. It is one of the stereotypes that they are not actually shy, they are just, um, a bit maybe, they need bored. time to, maybe, yeah, could be bored also. I wouldn't say they are shy. Many mm. famous people from Azerbaijan, I should know. I don't think you would know them. We have famous uh, writers. 
which used to live like so many years ago. Mm. One of them is like Nizami, Fizuli, but I don't think like you would know them. Mm-hmm. And we had like Formula One, it was really famous. When somebody asks where you're from, I say I'm from Azerbaijan. They usually say that, oh, I watch the Eurovision. Or they say, oh, like Formula One, you had Formula One. That's like. But not anymore? Um, I think they still have it, but I'm not interested in this. Yeah. I don't really follow that. Well, yeah, if they, if they had the Formula One races there, it means, yeah, they have good money. Yeah, they had it also. They, ha- they won Eurovision once. And like they built huge buildings, just specially holding Eurovision. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's this building is still there, and it's like very huge, very nice. So they had Eurovision there. Mm, they can do if they want. Like they do it. Like okay, we're gonna spend money on this. They spend so much money. But. Still, a lot of people are not really very rich, right? Yeah, most people yeah. not rich. Those are the signs of a kleptocracy. If a, if a country has a lot of natural resources, but the average living conditions of the citizens are not really high, it means that, yeah. It's I mean, a, people also know that they are aware of this. <laughs> Well, but then you answered your own question whether or not it could change. If people are ready to just uh, accept it. Yeah, like I told you, like they're not really willing to change this about government. I mean, we also have mentality problem. I mean, would you be ready to make a revolution? I mean, if I see maybe some kind of change in people like i see small change in like their mentality but even we change the government it's gonna be same before but first we start need to start from the mentality of people because we still don't have this normal mentality it's like 20th centuries people but first thing for me we need to start improving from the people's mentality because even if the government okay let's say government is changed but somebody will be same as him when after like who's coming after the person. But like if it start to change like people's mentality to improve them a bit, it could be better. How do you do that? I was like, um, you know, people get. Can imp- you hypnotize them? No, I mean they always look the social media. They always look at the advertisements, everything. Maybe you can create something to like. Um, which can impress them and they would just follow this okay like maybe it sounds like a good idea or something it could be something like that maybe you would, can do would, it. would you like to program the Azerbaijani people I'm, I don't mean program actually when I was in Azerbaijan I was volunteering for youth organization we were organizing like um, some kind of small um, how can I say seminars and like um, we were publishing books 
So like you can read the book and you can actually, if you're reading this book already, it's a big thing. And if you understand the book, it's also like big uh, thing. So you can, you start change your mind. Actually, like then like every month more people were joining us, like more, more people were like, okay, this way it seems more right. So like, that's why I was thinking, okay, it is working, it's going well. What was it about? The program, the yeah, book. just changing. Like the, we were publishing the books. For example, Grigor Petrov. For example, um, are you asking me? Yeah, like we. Were, he wrote the book. He's from like Finland. He wrote the book many years ago, and we were just like translated and published his book to like Azerbaijani. But why was it? What, what because was it, it about? was. Uh, it was about like. Um, in Finland, before like how they have life right now, it was bad before, but just with one person, everything starts to change. It shows that actually it is possible to improve. Who was that person? Uh, one teacher. Who? Um, Silamo, his name. I'm not sure about the name. I read so this book many what, years what did he, So what was the author of the book? Grigor Petrov. Grigor Petrov wrote a book about some Finnish person who He's changed the whole country? Yeah, what? no, he, it's about, he started it. So and what did like, he do? He like, he started that like, the country was like, even he calls that it's like mad, maddy country, like everything looks, they don't, they don't have education, good education or something. Well, it was Russia. It was Tsarist Russia. Tsar? I mean Finland. Right? Yeah, you they Finland? didn't have Russia that time when he wrote that book. Wait a second. Well, then it was a little bit after they departed from Russia, right? Oh, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, but because Finland was wasn't the. But separate book country. is not historical book actually. It just shows that how it started. Wait a second. That's not real. It, like it is real, but it doesn't like chronological things. Like it, it is not focused on this it's focused on something else that one person started this like this action and it start to increase but, but a real action or not yeah, yeah it is real but it is not focusing on this historical like chronological part yeah. it's focusing on the, his actions all right but then all right maybe so what's the book called um i know with azerbaijan language i need to check with english one mm -hmm. Because I would guess that's that's just only part of the story. Finland has uh, strong relations to other countries nearby, meaning Scandinavia. And Scandinavian people have been uh, kingdoms most of the time. In the country of white lilies? Wait, I will check on Google. The country of white lilies? Mm. Well, you can, well, you can Google Gregor Petrov, right? Anyway, no big deal. Yeah, it is this one. Finland, the country of white lilies. 
Yeah, it's like this book is about to change, like how you can start action and change this whole country. It's actually it's one of the books we published. Actually, we published other books. So, so you are saying that the book basically describes how the people changed changed their thinking, and then everything went better. Everything starts to improve. Is this? It takes so many years. Yeah, but you know what? I think it's more related to the fact that they are just the neighbor of Sweden. That's it. If you want to think this way, it's up to you. Well, I can later check out the book and the story, but yeah, my because my um, uh, what's my grand grandfather comes from Finland, and before that, his um, ancestors came from uh, from Germany to Finland, right? And the the reason why he emigrated from Finland was because the economic uh, circumstances were not good, and he came to Latvia. But that the time when he emigrated from Finland uh, to Latvia, it wasn't that he came from one country to another country. Both Finland and Latvia were part of the Russian Empire, so we were under the Tsar all the time. And so, yeah, the Tsarist Russia, it was bad wherever you went. But uh, since Latvia was a sort of a big port city or port nation and we had some transit he just tried his luck here and yeah that's the story of at least my ancestors or part of my ancestors and uh, the big break as far as i understand with um, the former tsarist russian countries is that once um, the once lenin did the uh, 1917 revolution and once uh, the empire was broken up several countries declared independence including the baltics around the t- same time finland as well and uh, basically up till the second world war the baltics especially latvia was economically more advanced than finland because we had more trade we had more industry and uh, we had a better climate basically because agriculture relies heavily on on the climate and we have better climate than they they because they are more cold they have more uh, less uh, fertile ground all these things right but then once the soviet union came finland didn't uh, actually well finland basically went to war with russia or russia went to war with with finland and so uh, finland remained independent and that's those 50 years were the ones they continued the trajectory of westernizing and a big influence were the swedish manufacturers because the finland finnish people and swedish people they it's almost like almost two thirds of finns at least understand swedish and so sweden once finland was separate from russia Sweden wanted to do business with Finland because it's more just it makes more sense right to to have a bigger bigger market and, and bigger opportunities you have more resources and so Finland continued the trend because they didn't have the uh, Soviet Union whereas the Baltics once we were under the Soviet Union yeah everything was mixed up because we didn't really manage our affairs it was managed by moscow it was the centralized economy mm-hmm. we didn't have any free trade with outside world so yeah that's where the big break came and after after regaining independence in the in 91 latvia was behind finland 
50 years, one generation, and we are behind Finland uh, simply, yeah, during that critical time, right? I don't know about the mentality thing. I, I guess I know what you mean because I've been to Finland. I've met Finnish people and they're definitely other. They have a different mentality about the, they're more more independent thinking, I think, in, in many respects. But yeah, it's, it was one generation where they got even like a better conditions economically. Before that, the Baltics were ahead of them. I think most of the most of the southern part of the Baltic Sea was was better. Even Poland, all those all those countries. But yeah, to to your point, I guess the book just emphasizes I think it's that it's it's good to times. think. Hmm? I think it's before that times also. But it's about mentality, actually. Yeah, that's what I mean. That mm. basically the book is about the mentality, and you, when you translate it, it's it's the point of having a, a flexible mind, I guess. Right? Mm. Do you see that it's possible? I mean, when you read the book, you can feel that yeah, it is possible actually to change the mentality, even like. If nowadays we have like many opportunities, we have like social media, we have we can publish books, we can do everything. So why not? I would guess that Azerbaijan still has some type of media control, some type of censoring. Mm, but like, it is not like if you have something against like. Government, mm -hmm. yeah, it might be, but See, like it. My point is not like about government, so it's not that like it couldn't be problem. So because like we have done before, uh, it was everything was okay because it's not against the government. It's just like improving people, improving people's minds. So like um, there is nothing against the government. So you are safe. Like it's not a problem. Yeah, but that's a, that's the big big question. If if something is or is not against the government, because if you are in a, in a country and saying, well, we are pretty pretty desperate in several uh, fields, right? So who whose fault is it? Right? It's not the people's fault. Usually, people don't like to. They don't choose their own poorness. Most of the time, they they don't like to be poor. For instance, right? They want to work, they want to earn money, they want to have a good life, they want to raise the family, all these things, right? But then whose fault is it that the circumstances are not uh, appropriate? Usually it's the government, at least in part. And for me, I always think that it starts from people. Mm, if you would like to change something in the policies, you would be have you would have to be in the government, right? For people to act a certain way, you have to make the decision to act a certain way. It's not like you could say, well, let's just be more business-oriented, more investment-oriented without the government involving. But as you said before, you said that people are this territory used to, let's say, authority. But how it's going to improve, let's say you change the government, but people are still thinking the same way. Even if you want to give them freedoms, they will not understand this. So I don't know. What I mean is that the mentality is not about who is thinking differently or the same. The mentality is that 
you as a human being are comfortable that other human beings can say what you can or cannot do, what you can or cannot say. And that that's uh, a slave mentality. Yeah, that's why you need to change mentality first. Mm, well, see, Finnish people didn't have that mentality in the in the first place. At least that's what I heard from my relatives in Finland. I mean, they maybe they didn't have the slave mentality, but yeah. they had like another things that was uh, preventing them improving. But after they removed this, they started. Oh no no no. The, the the Finnish um, real the, well this basically the whole region the when it comes to agriculture they uh, they didn't have the best opportunities because it's really a, a it's not a good place to live most of Finland is just a rock basically they they don't have very much fertile soil. There's, I think, two thirds of the year they have uh, cold weather, right? It's not a good place to be agriculturally. But after the industrial revolution, once you have steam engines, once you have railway, once you have all these technologies, then it's it's like the internet. Once you have Wi-Fi and internet, it doesn't matter where you are sitting. If you are in Africa or in Moscow or in America, you have internet, you can access what you need. You can do the things you need. But think about if you wouldn't have that internet access right it would matter where you are physically and that that was the big change for many countries including finland they had the communications networks and had all the technology and then i think the mindset was already basically there it's just that yeah they had some trouble with political allegiances russia swedish and they leaned afterwards more to towards sweden but yeah, Finnish people didn't have the same mentality as, for instance, uh, Latvians oh, in the 19th century. But I think Azerbaijani people had a similar mentality as Latvians in the 19th century. It's just that, uh, and for instance, if you meet a Greek person or a Spanish person, they don't have the same mentality 200 years ago. They don't have the same mentality now, like we do. Right? But this former Soviet Union, former Tsarist Russian Empire territory where there was agriculture, where there was at least some goat herding or something, something with, with agriculture, something with uh, so that type of uh, things. Yeah, I don't know why, but they, they, got, they evolved in a certain mentality. And I met several people who have changed their mentality but they have been living in other places for a long time. And then they have some type of switch. They become more German, they become more British, they become more American. But yeah, yeah. All right. Enough of that uh, mentality talk, right? We hope for the best, but I'm definitely not going to sit next to Navalny. <laughs> uh, any, any other thoughts? about the current events in the world? No, I have everything will be okay. Hmm? I don't have any other thoughts. Do I you just have... wish everything will be okay soon. Do you have any specific uh, plans for your Latvia stay? Um, I'm just planning to go to Old Town and walk all the streets. And actually, no. 
maybe if I visit again, I can visit other cities. Mm. But this time, I'm just gonna explore this Riga and like around. Yesterday, I went to Yugla until there, and I thought like, yeah, it's like looks like Baku. It's really because like this old buildings and the style. Mm. And today, I'm gonna like just explore this old town streets and like central area. And I hope weather will be okay because I feel cold here. <laughs> Is Azerbaijan more warmer usually? Yeah. Really? It's more warmer, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> All right. Do you plan to also visit something related to Azerbaijan? I guess we have some probably culture center or something like that. I don't need to visit. Really? Yeah. But if you are studying international law, be international. But go to your go to your fellow citizens outside of your country. I mean, you in establish. Estonia, I visit that house mm -hmm. often. But why I need to visit here? I'm to I'm network. In Riga. You you establish relationships. I'm in Riga. I want to learn Be more diplomatic. about Riga. No, thank you. I want to enjoy my traveling. <laughs> I want to learn more about Riga. You can That's learn what. about more about Riga and also Azerbaijanis in Riga. Thank you. <laughs> I don't think I need this. No, it sounds really selfish. Okay, <laughs> maybe, but I wanna just like I have two days. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm in new country. Even two days is not enough. Like, how can you learn a lot in two days? Like, even these two days, I'm just gonna learn more about Riga, like to see as much as possible here. Mm -hmm. I don't want to waste my time, something I already know. I want to learn something I don't know. Yeah, that's like the, my focus. What am I focusing right now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool, cool. All right. We can, I guess, finish. Okay. Yeah. So thanks. We'll, Thank we'll, you. we'll be in touch 